Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for January 24th, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. Tim, who you got for Oscar nominees, Best Picture? Top Gun Maverick. Let's give go. It, give it all the awards. Every single award. Let's you go. You know what I mean? Just best thing ever. Best soundtrack. Top Gun Maverick. Best animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best wardrobe. Best fighting game. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> best, fight, best fighting game, Top Gun Maverick. I'm yeah. right there with you. Top Gun Maverick is, is my top pick right next to everything everywhere all, all at once. Both those two. I have, I have those two win. It's a win for me. The fact that both of those are, are nominated uh, fills my heart with yes. joy. I absolutely love those two movies next to All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> exactly. So and Tar. Uh, no Puss in Boots, which upsets me. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know that that one quite. <laughs> Where, it, uh, where's Puss in Boots? It got nominated for anima- uh, animated movie. Best picture, all right? <laughs> best picture, Barry. It's the best picture I saw last year after everything ever all at once. Uh, bless, how's your morning going? Uh, it's going all right. I got myself my uh, my coffee, my McDonald's coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a slow start. It's been yeah. it's been one of those ones where uh, today's a, uh, it's a slow-ish news day. Like there's worthwhile news to talk about. I can't wait to talk about uh, stuff during the show. But the, it w- I had to dig for for news a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was some some cool like J- Jason Schreier reports out there, but like there's a, Sony's not not out here acquiring new studios mm-hmm. thing. Like I need I need Sony to acquire a studio. Sony, do something. Do something. wake up, Sony. Figure your life out. Do so, do something for me, Sony. <laughs> Tim, how's your uh, morning going? Um, you know, speaking of Top, Top Gun Maverick, I, I've been living in the danger zone all morning this morning. Hmm. Um, I woke up, and I, I have this weird thing every once in a while. This is kind of nasty, everybody. So strap in, all right? I have earwax buildup. It's a very common oh. thing that people have, but I unfortunately have a lot. So every, every couple of years, I need to get my ears, like, professionally cleaned. They had to go in there with a stick. Do the shit. Anyways, it gets really bad. Is it like one of those water. sticks? Does it vacuum out your ear? It does. That's awesome. It, it, yeah. Does it feel good? No, it doesn't feel good. Oh. Afterwards, it feels fantastic. Afterwards, you're like, oh, I can hear. You feel it, it like in the back of your throat afterwards and stuff. I, I, I well, yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not. Yeah. That's that's not good. But what what sucks is it gets my equilibrium's off. Bless. So I feel mm-hmm. kind of. It's harder to you're hear out of this right now. I feel off balance. It's this whole thing. Anyways, driving to work today. And get out. Gia drops me off. All right. She had things to do. She's taking the car. And I'm across the street from the studio. And as I get out of the car, I see this little dog run across the street. It's a pretty busy street. Mm. Scary street yeah. in front of our house. Oh. A, lot, a lot of lanes, a lot of bad drivers. All right. Zooming cars. This little dog's just like frogger in it across the street. And he's like this little tiny guy, right? Little scruffy dude. And I'm like, oh, here we go. All right. I'm like, I have to go host games daily in like 10 minutes. I got to get in there. And there's this little dog, and I'm like, I gotta do, I gotta help it's, this dog. This isn't the first time recently. No, it's the, not. It's it not. It was only the first a few weeks time. ago, uh, right, where you saved another dog. It was a couple was months loose? ago that I had to chase down, and he was a big old like labradoodle one. This is a little tiny guy, which somehow makes him faster and more agile. It's like Pikachu in that episode against Lieutenant Surge. I love the idea that Tim, Tim you're building a, a an urban legend of the dog savior. I know of your neighborhood. And let me tell you, I ain't built for it. You know, I need somebody that's a little faster. We know Andy Cortez can beat Greg Miller in a race. I want to see Andy out there running after these dogs. Why does it have to be nah, me? he's too busy that day. 
He is too busy too that busy. day. I'm out here huffing and puffing, all right? I'm, I'm even right now, I don't know how I'm going to host this show. I feel a burn in my throat that I haven't felt for three months since I last time I had to chase mm -hmm. a dog, you know? Anyways, save that damn dog. I saved that dog's life oh, twice. Yeah. How, how risky was it? Like, it was were you, were you out there dodging, dodging cars left and right? You know, you it? not so much dodging as much as just making my presence known. Did I stand with this giant cup of coffee in the middle of the street going like this, <laughs> stopping cars and yelling, dog, whose dog is this? As neighbors flocked outside. It turned into a community event. We got that little pooch home, okay? Oh, yeah. Enough about that. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was waiting Woo! for. That's, that's exactly what I was. That's why I do it, everybody. I do it for the praise, okay? You know what, man? New York has Spider-Man. San Francisco has Tim, dog the, the, dog, the dog dude. <laughs> the dog dude, <laughs> Do everybody. a backflip. You have a <laughs> <laughs> Enough about me being a dog dude, because this is time for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Today's stories include Tango, Gameworks, Next Game Title, Trouble at Blizzard, and more. Of course, you can watch this show live every day at 10 a.m., on youtube.com slash kind of funny games twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or later on youtube or podcast services just search for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you if you're watching live you can correct us when we get things wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong uh if you don't want to watch live you can watch it later in all the places that i already said and if you don't want to give us any money when you're out on the epic game store use our epic creator code kind of funny and it gives us money at no extra cost to you it's fantastic. It helps everybody, specifically us. And us is my favorite type of people. Um, remember, you can also support us even more by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, we'll get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. It's fantastic. Uh, and you are going to love every single piece of it. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining, who already knows all about that life. A little housekeeping for you. The super dope studio bomber jacket, my favorite piece of merch we have ever released, is restocked in all sizes, um, except for one it looks like it's already sold out. Uh, but as of this morning, everything was restocked. You can go get it now on kindoffunny.com. You got to get it fast because store. people love this uh, jacket. I love this jacket. It's my favorite kind of funny piece. It's one of my favorite kind of funny pieces of merch. I think it's between this and the X-Cast sweatshirt. Mm, mm, mm. But I've been trying to bother um, Greg and I forget who Greg reached out to to make a dope design. But like I've been trying to up the PS I love you design because I love the PS love you bomber jacket as well and the merch we got there. But the X-Cast, I think the X-Cast merch being fresher and also this jacket being fresher makes me want something fresher for PS I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, get can... me, Jane, and Greg's face on a hat or some shit. Yeah. But that's, like, that's fresh to you. That, I mean, that's what it, that's... <laughs> the X Cat screen made it, made it fresh. I forget actually what, Barry, you were there. What were we talking Because we talked about a specific piece of merch. Was it like a cardigan that we were talking about? We we're talking I, about something I, that I appealed forget. to us. You were, Maybe it was a I polo? just remember you, you saying, like, PSI Love You doesn't have any merch. And then we were like, well, we have the bomber jacket and then the, the sweater. Yeah, know? but like any but merch as fresh as the X Cat merch is where yeah, I'm coming from. Yeah. It's, it can't be done. I'm sorry. Well, you know what can be done? You go to kindoffunny.com slash store and getting a dope bomber jacket. Another thing you can do is check out the new episode of the Kind of Funny podcast on youtube.com slash kindoffunny featuring a rare appearance by Roger and Blessing. Yeah. Joining Nick and Andy having fun. Was that a good one? It was a really fun one. It's worth a dollar. Worth it's worth a dollar, a dollar for sure. I talked about <laughs> a mishap that happened on our way to 80 for Brady. Gotta check that out. Uh, and another thing you gotta check out, our Dead Space review is gonna post as a Kind of Funny Games cast on Thursday, January 26th at 8 a.m. Pacific. It'll be on podcast services too. So stay tuned as review season rolls on. Remember our Forspoken review just went up uh, yesterday? 
right? Yeah, yesterday on PSI Love You. Uh, and here we go with the next big one. It's that season. Based. It's that season. The remake is upon us. Uh, today we're brought to you by the Kind of Funny Patreon, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Fantastic. The next game from Bethesda Studios Tango Gameworks could be revealed soon. It's been claimed. According to... Billy... B- Bill 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 Coon, uh, a leaker who has consistently revealed the contents of PlayStation Plus lineups ahead of official announcements. The game is named Hi-Fi Rush and will be released in a standard and deluxe edition. Little's known about the game, but it's possible that it'll be revealed at Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct, which will be broadcast on Wednesday, January 25th at noon PT. Of course, we're going to be live reacting to that with the next cast post show right after that. Um, Tango Gameworks' last major project was the PS5 console exclusive Ghostwire Tokyo. Last year, Tango Gameworks founder Shinji Mikami said he wanted the Ghostwire Tokyo developer to work on smaller and non-horror games in the future. Very interesting. First of all, shout out out to Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle for the article. Um, There are multiple ways to take this, I think, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I want to start off with the uh, Xbox Bethesda developer underscore direct that's going on in a couple of days. Do you think we see Tango Gameworks next game there? Because when we first got the announcement for the developer direct and the leaks and stuff, the way that it was reported seemed like we're getting what they said we're getting, right? Yeah. Hey, we're talking about these four studios that are making these four major Xbox games that are coming up in the near future. Right now, my expectation isn't that we're going to get anything that's far off. But given that this is that Tango Gameworks next game seemingly, supposedly, is leaking already, at least the the title here. Do you think it's possible that we get something? I I think it's very unlikely. Like, it's always possible, but I, I'm with you where I think they're going to show what they've said they're going to show, and that's it. I don't think that even the way that they're naming this thing of developer direct, like, it sounds very uh, in the weeds, and they're, they're deep diving onto these games, and we already know about them. There's not announcements. There's not going to be reveals, and this would be a, a reveal. reveal. Um, so I don't expect to see it there. I wouldn't be surprised to see it soon, though. Like, I think this Xbox Developer Direct is going to be the start of the, the season of its review season, bless you, Thank you, but it's also about to be announcement season, right? Because we never kind of end either of those things. I kind of feel like every year now has multiple seasons of both review and announcement, right? Um, so I, I think that we're going to get the pre-summer Game Fest, pre-E3 era announcements, um, that the early spring things, which, you know, Nintendo usually has a direct. Um, Xbox does a lot of these smaller things. I forgot what they used to call them, or they still do call them. Inside, well, inside Xbox, Xbox right? yeah. Those type of things. Uh, we see those early in the, the year as well. And then PlayStation, we are quote-unquote overdue for a PlayStation showcase, but I think a lot of that has to do with just strategy of where PlayStation's at at the, the moment. And with PSVR, they're in a interesting place where they have things to push right now without needing to to push the future um but with this hi-fi rush sounds like a video game the and it cool sounds title. Like, it sounds like something that's not a horror game potentially so this yeah. adds up with everything the tango has been talking about wanting to do and it also sounds like a smaller title so if they're if this is leaking here that it's going to be a, a playstation plus game right mm-hmm. that makes sense where cool that answers a question of where's the funding coming from to some extent, mm. right? And if it is a smaller title, they're talking about released in standard and deluxe edition. This adds up to, I buy it. I, I bet yeah. that this comes to fruition in the first half of this year. I mean, I would think that we might get info on this in the next few weeks, right? Because Bill Bill, <laughs> Bill Bill Coon is 
very well known now for hitting us with the PlayStation Plus weeks, month after month after month. Like it, it always comes one or two days before the actual PlayStation Plus announcement, and they get it right every single time, which means that they have access to some sort of back end, back store end, like the where. I would assume that they're getting this info from uh, in the same way that they get the PlayStation Plus info, which honestly, it could be very interesting if this is in the way that uh, Shinji Mikami said that they want to work on smaller non-horror games in the future. What if this is one of the leftover deals with PlayStation where, um, you know, you had Ghostwire Tokyo as a PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive, Deathloop as a PlayStation exclusive. What if there was another Tango Gameworks game that is a small, let's say, five-hour game, indie title, think like Pentiment to Obsidian. What if... Uh, Tango Gameworks has one of those, and they made a deal with PlayStation years ago to make to make that exclusive. Who knows? That is me just purely theorizing, but I think that's a way to make this make sense. That Bill Bill Kuhn here got that info, or maybe he they just have their sources, right? And maybe this is an Xbox thing. And I wouldn't be surprised. Also, I'd be a little bit surprised, but I could see there being a potential of Xbox Developer Direct. It is the deep dive into the games that we know, right? It's going to be Redfall. It's going to be uh, Forza. It's going to be the games that Xbox has told us about. But then maybe to close it out, it is a 10-second teaser for the next thing from Tango Gameworks. And it is the smaller title. And they do that as a, oh, yeah, but remember, Xbox is made up of so many developers like Tango Gameworks. Here's what they're working on next. And they show us like a, a, a very quick teaser that isn't giving us uh, too much, right? And they tell us to stay tuned for the next thing. So the thing that I have the question about is, would Bethesda make a PlayStation game at this point? Mm. I mean, I don't think it'll start work on a PlayStation game at this point, but if this is something that, that they've been working on for the last three years, like what if this was supposed to come out last year and got delayed, right? Or they, or they had some sort of like, they, they had to prolong development for whatever reason. What if this is a late stage? Oh man, we got to get this out because the ink is already there. I could see it being there. I think if this is something that that started after the acquisition, then no way. Right? Yeah. I think Xbox is in full fledged Bethesda's R's mode. But hey, like I, I don't know, right? Ghostwire Tokyo came out on PlayStation last year, so yeah. maybe there are still some remnants there. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting there is like both Deathloop and Ghostwire. Like we knew, I mean, those games were announced as PlayStation games, yeah. right? Like, even before the deal was made, and then when the deal was made, it's like, cool, all that's obvious. But this would be the first time that we're seeing one of the biggest acquisitions of recent times have to kind of prove us in the pudding and so that we can see it of like, are they actually going to stick to Xbox or are there still games from prior deals? Because yeah, I'm right there with you where I don't think that Bethesda specifically is going to be releasing any game on PlayStation that wasn't part of a prior exactly. situation. Yeah, like if this game comes out on PlayStation, it, it would purely be a, oh yeah, we made this deal a long time ago and we're trying to honor it because it is a small game and they funded it or whatever the, whatever the back and forth that, there is. Either way, like I think this is something that we that that we see soon, and I'm very curious and excited to see w uh, what it is. I think Ghostwire Tokyo for a lot of folks was very average slash middling. I know some folks that enjoyed it, some folks that that, that didn't enjoy it. Um, I know a lot of people that uh, liked what's the uh, what's the previous game called? E something evil, evil, evil within. Oh, evil. Within. Um, yeah. I know quite a few people that loved Evil Within, especially Evil Evil Within too. I want a Tango game works that a game that speaks to me because whenever mm -hmm. I see their trailers, I'm like, "Yo, this shit looks fire." I remember seeing the Evil Within two trailer. It was I want to say the same E3 that we we saw the Wolfenstein two trailer, and it was it was an yeah. E3 where Bethesda was killing it with trailers, yep. and I was like, "Yo, all these games look fire." And then Evil Within two came out, and I never I I, I ended up not getting around to it. Ghostwire Tokyo was another one where I was like, "Yo, this game looks sick." It got here, and by that point, my hype for it had just dissipated, and I saw reviews, and I was like, okay, this might not be for me. I want a Tango Gameworks game that 
speaks a little bit louder and that could be be for me hi-fi rush and it could be hi-fi rush right on and playstation <laughs> i mean you know like i don't i know pentiment with obsidian is a whole different thing uh but you look at pentiment and you're like yo this is a different game for obsidian but it's a very specific game that is going to speak to an audience that would enjoy that kind of thing loudly i wonder if hi-fi rush could be a hey Fuck the AAA bullshit. Like, let's stop stop trying to make something that's meant to be a, a console exclusive that's going to have all this budget and be watered down by open world mechanics. Let's make, let's make something that is basically indie and focused and put it out and see if there are people, there are people that take to that and love it. And maybe that's what Hi-Fi Rush could be if it is the smaller game that Shinji Mikami is talking about here. Yeah. Really interesting, and like you said, I don't think we'll have to wait long to find this out. I don't think we'll see it at the Xbox show tomorrow, but I do imagine that with this type of news, where there's smokes, everybody. Where there's smokes? Where there's smokes. There's flames. Uh, moving on to story number two. Blizzard terminates WoW Classic co-lead over protest against employee ranking policy. This comes from James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. A Blizzard manager has been fired following a dispute with the company over its employee evaluation system. Uh, World of Warcraft Classics co-lead developer Brian Birmingham confirmed he no longer works at Blizzard via Twitter following a Bloomberg report that he was terminated after refusing to lower an employee's ranking. According to the site, Blizzard introduced a stack ranking system in 2021, whereby staff were ranked on their performance, but managers are expected to give the lowest status developing uh, to around 5% of their team members. A developing rating can lower an employee's profit-sharing bonus and may hamper the prospects of pay raises and promotions. In an email to staff reviewed by Bloomberg, Birmingham expressed frustration over the system. He indicated that the email was authentic via Twitter, but emphasized that he was not the one who provided it to the publication. In the email, he added that while he and other WoW managers had managed to avoid filling quotes, in previous years, he was recently forced to lower an employee's ranking from, quote, successful to, quote, developing in order to meet that 5% expectation. When teams... When team leads asked why we had to do this, World of Warcraft directors explained that while they did not agree, the reasons given by executive leadership were that it was was important to squeeze the bottom most performers as a way to make sure everybody continues to grow, Birmingham wrote. This sort of policy encourages competition between employees, sabotage of one another's work, a desire for people to find low-performing teams that they can be the best-performing worker on, and ultimately erodes trust and destroys creativity. Birmingham then added that if the policy was not reversed, he would leave Blizzard. HR reportedly then called him to confirm his resignation, and he told them he was considering it. Uh, he also was said to have refused to work until the policy was retracted, after which he was terminated. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Brian himself uh, had a whole Twitter thread um, kind of explaining more of his side of this and sticking to the facts. And um, uh, Jason Schreier was the one that wrote the, the article. And I saw not back and forth between them, but Brian was just clarifying some things. Of, like, yeah. As far as he know, Jason... Did not reach out to him, but Jason claims he reached out to him. So Brian just thinks that he just didn't see it uh, mm. based on however it got there or whatever. So uh, those are where I mean, the I, either way, I feel like this looks really great on Brian, right? Like, I mean, I, oh, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure the fear there for him would be like, yo, I didn't leak this to Jason. Like, Blizzard, don't get mad at me for the story uh, coming out. But in terms of the actual content, the contents of the story, like, I, I, I want I want to possibly start like a, a thing on KFGD that is our hero of the day. <laughs> Brian Birmingham with this, I'm like, yo, you're getting the award today, right? Being being like, yo, this policy is fucking over my uh, my staff, my right? The people that are that are that are under me, right? The fact that I have to give specific uh, certain people on my team low marks because you require me to give people on our team low marks and they don't deserve it, and that's going to hamper their opportunities for promotion and their opportunities for better pay and all that. Yeah, good for you to be for being like, hey, either this changes or I'm gone, right? And I'm down to be part of the change here, but like, if you keep doing this, I gotta go. Um, that's king shit. Like, good, good on you, Brian Birmingham. 
Yeah, you're, you're the dude of the day. Dude of the day. That, 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 I like that one. Yeah, dude, dude of the day. Dude of the day. Dude of the day. Uh, but yeah, he killed it. Um, that's great. And it's this is rough. I mean, the, the way I look at this is it's very rare, if ever, that I've heard the word quota be used and it not be icky and result in bad things. Yeah. Right? Like, quotas, like, whether it's parking tickets and all that shit, it's just, it's a nasty designed situation that is solely created to control people in negative ways, right? Like, it seems like that's always the result of this, is, like, negatively affecting others um, to rise your ranks in some way, shape, or form. But the fact that it's uh, a quota to a number of 5%, that people that would be under, um, what's the exact word used? Um, uh, underperforming or under... No, the other one, the good one. Successful. Uh-huh. That people that they deem successful are then being told that, hey, because of a number, you have to give them developing. It's like, that's not how this should work at all. And this is a uh, this is what happens when the acquisitions all happen. And all of a sudden, Blizzard, who had a way of managing their teams, um, and I'm not saying it was good or bad or whatever, I'm just saying they had their way, and now they're acquired and they're forced to do it the way of the people that acquired them. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at Activision Blizzard King specifically, there's layers there, right? And it gets even more and more and more complicated. And now you're adding Microsoft on top of all that, potentially. Yeah. And you really got to kind of look at it like there is the side of it where looking at Microsoft, like I am more hopeful on that side that they, Microsoft has shown that they are putting a lot into trying to get things right and trying to come up with from the beginning, having good levels of making sure that employees are treated correctly and having great tracks for career growth and all of that type of commitments to those initiatives, right? Um, and not flawless, not perfect in any way, but we have seen them put that into action. Um, so when you look at somebody like Activision, who historically has done the opposite, <laughs> them coming in and forcing this upon other teams that it's not going to work for, this is what happens, right? So good on Brian to stand up and be like, this doesn't work for our team, doesn't work for me, and I'm putting my foot down. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to Bander I said in chat who mentioned the, the blessed didn't give Tim dude of the day for saving a dog. And that's a really good point. We're giving co dude, dudes of the day to Brian. Very different Tim levels. Very Tim different is levels. dude junior. He saved a dog, and uh, Brian dog is dude of the day for fighting against capitalism, you know? Mm-hmm. 1,000%. So, yeah. If there's a dog out in these streets, I got you. But if there's <laughs> if there's someone being treated poorly, Brian, he's your guy. Good on you. Good on mm-hmm. you, dudes. And yeah, like... The, the acquisition stuff, right, is so murky and, and, and so scary. Even to the – bring into Microsoft as the example, right? We're talking about Activision Blizzard. That's a company that was already going through a lot of turmoil from their leadership. Them getting uh, acquired by by Microsoft, right, specifically the, X, the Xbox part of Microsoft – I think for on a certain side of it bodes well because you're then bringing in different leadership and you're bringing in Phil Spencer, you're bringing in other people to hopefully replace or at least at the at the very least, right, be over the um, Bobby Kodix and the other Activision Blizzard leader, leaders of the world, right? That is the hope. Inevitably, what happens with a lot of this stuff are the the layoffs, right? You have Microsoft layoffs that then are effect- affecting Bethesda layoffs, mm-hmm. right? You have uh, you have policies being implemented to maybe appease people um, uh, on the on the Microsoft side, right? The I mean, it reminds me of uh, it brings me back to Gamespot actually. Of you know, Gamespot was under Red Ventures for a little bit, and when Red Ventures first came through, you had the you had layoffs happen, you have different things happen. It's like man. Red Ventures seemingly doesn't know how to manage a video games media outlet. And I remember when Fandom came through to acquire GameSpot, there was ta- I was talking to some of my friends, and, and they were like, well, at the very least, Fandom 
knows what they're doing with media outlets and then what happens morally. I, mean, I don't know how anyone can say that when I like I have seen so many of my friends go to fandom and then leave. And, and not leave. not leave, get, get like their jobs just go away. Yeah. But I, and for I the last I, 10 years. And I think for me the lesson is no matter who you get acquired by, there is going to be some fear there from the worker side and there is going to oh be God. some some turbulence there in terms of uh layoffs and and work culture changes, right? Like it's it seemingly never ends up clean is, is what is what i'm saying yeah you got to grow your team correctly man it's the most important thing and like when you're you just balloon up this is what you get in this is unsolvable problem where something has to go and mm -hmm. that something is rarely going to be the thing that should yeah i really i really do hope that though for uh brian that brian's able to that i hope abk activision blazer king uh changes this policy and that brian gets back brought back in because like Again, very like uh, very good on Brian for being like, "Yo, peace out." But also, that sucks for Brian for having to be like, "All right, cool, I got to figure out another yeah. um, another job." Then I got to figure out where I'm going to go from here. You know, so reading through through his thread that I definitely recommend everyone go check out his his Twitter and read through it because it was educational as hell of just like his his again his recollection of uh, his experience being at the company and how the acquisitions have affected things so far. Um, but he was talking about how when the sexual harassment uh, claims and everything was going on a couple of years ago, that real change was enacted at Activision, at Blizzard, at, throughout the company, mm -hmm. and that he saw that change happen. He saw teams working together to to affect that. So that's why he's extra upset here that he thought that like putting his mm -hmm. foot down might have actually changed something and that it could get there. Unfortunately, I don't think what you said is going to be the end result of this. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that this is not going to cause enough of like a, a ripple effect, a, a ripple effect or a, outpouring like, enough controversy for Activision to have to deal with it. But yeah, Hey, hopefully I'm wrong there. And hopefully they figure some hopefully. shit out. Yeah, I mean, looking something I mean, has to happen. You know, of course, Jason Schreier, Jason Schreier report does a lot in terms of, um notifying people that this is a thing and then looking at brian's thread right like it has a million views on twitter which i don't know what twitter views are <laughs> but like how, how much do twitter views speak but yeah like also almost ten thousand likes on this thread people are seeing it and certainly people at activision blizzard king are seeing it and you know this is a policy that from brian's perspective he says that it comes from all the way up top right this isn't just his manager managers at blizzard this is abk so this is coming from the top the top um so that's going to take a lot to enact change there but i think this could be the the spark that maybe ignites the flame if more people if other managers speak up and are like actually no we don't like this policy i could see it rippling back because like at the end of the day how important is this policy like as, as like if you're at abk if you're if you're high up at abk and you look at this policy and it is you know whether it's you trying to quote unquote encourage workers to work harder or save money by not having to pay the, the bottom five percent of your workers at the um that adds up. Or whatever that's probably a a substantial sure. amount of money that probably that, that probably does add up but at the same time it's like when you have this going on people leaving and people now call um being outraged at, at, at this i could see it hopefully rippling back but again that is that that is me trying hope. to be hopeful about hey, activision blizzard hope's all we got sometimes man <laughs> it is you know hold on to it and like that's the thing it's like I'm talking about this and spreading this the more people talking about it the more chance that it's actually going to cause a problem there for them and it, that's how things happen is when problems are caused um Story problems, number three, The Last of Us HBO breaks more records. This comes from Wesley LeBlanc at Game Informer. Last week, The Last of Us premiere scored HBO's second largest debut for an original series since 2010. And now, episode two of The Last of Us has broken another record. 
Uh, the episode titled Infected brought in 5.7 million viewers on HBO, uh, marking a 22% increase over last week's 4.7 million premiere. That increases the largest audience increase from a first to second episode of an original drama series on HBO in the network's history, as first reported by Variety. HBO calls it the largest week second audience growth for an HBO original drama series in the history of the network, which speaks further to the wide success of The Last of Us. Weirdly enough, even though HBO is usually quick to capitalize on series success with an announcement of a second or sequel season, it's not yet done that for Last of Us, although every sign points to a green light for season two. Episode one of Last of Us crossed 10 million viewers after just two days last week, and now uh, Variety reports it's tracking 18 million, which is nearing four times its premiere night audience. Bless last week. We talked about the, the numbers, and we're talking about euphoria and where it's going to be, and we're yeah. like, oh, it's going to hit there by next week. Here we fucking are. Dude, Hitting them in, euphoria numbers. Yeah, good on them. It's like, funny enough, some part, part of the story reminds me of like when video game video games announce their numbers, and they're creating records for themselves yeah. to break. That said, like, these are impressive numbers. Like These are incredible numbers, and good on the, la- good on the last plus HBO for being quality, quality enough and having enough of that, um, having enough of a fan base to have, and having just a enough impact to be able to bring people in in order to, in order to break these records. You know, they talk about um, season two and it not being announced yet. I I wonder how wait they how long they wait to announce season two, whether that, that is maybe it is going to be the finale where they're like, and we're back, or we're coming back next year, whatever it is. Um, I, 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 still, I still wonder what the future of the show is beyond, let's say, season two and three, if, two, if Last of Us Part Two ends up being, let's say, two seasons, right? Because I, I really like your theory, I think, last Actions. week. That about hey, what if it is just stories from factions? I was also I was thinking about recently, like what if they just create more story? <laughs> like won't. what I if really it is just original stuff? Because what did Game of Thrones do that where they got past the books? Yeah, they did. And people didn't like that, right? Don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> we talk don't about talk. that. Era. You know, what, well, you know what we do talk about though? House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon was fantastic. Hot D. All right, Hot D was back and it was really fucking good. And mm-hmm. it was proof that not only HBO still got it, the Game of Thrones team still got it, all of that stuff. This this is huge. You talking about the the kind of jokey, like, yeah, you can create an award for anything you want if you add more words to it. Yeah. Um, I, I think what's funny here is like HBO got the stuff in a different way where they're able to say, like, yeah, for an HBO original drama series. And we know what that means. That'd be the equivalent of PlayStation being like, it's the highest selling PlayStation Studios project. Like they could have just said game this year, but they're like, we know that even like titling, like putting our shit on it makes it even better somehow because we got that fucking stuff. And if you come to PlayStation, you expect this level of quality. You come to HBO, you expect this level of quality. If you come to HBO for a PlayStation show, <laughs> Boom, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I, when it, we're talking big about Last of Us. Wait, wait, about, wait, wait until Peacock puts out Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal All right? is going to change the world, You want to talk about quality. Man. I can't wait. God, I'm going to be right, right also, dirty. What, I need more info. They... Where's the trailer? Where's the release date? <laughs> give, me the, give me some info, everybody. It, it's going to be at the back of the HBO Last of Us show. Tim, when do, when do you think we get a Game of Thrones Brotherhood, right? Where like Full Metal Alchemist, the fr- uh, original show, went past the... Uh, yeah. The, com- the the manga because the manga wasn't finished yet, but then they like went back with Brotherhood. Do you think we ever get a Game of Thrones Brotherhood in that si- uh, situation where we get like the the real ending and all this stuff? No, no, I don't. I really don't. It's unfortunate. I mean, I they, they, might, they might be able to do that with the Last of Us because here's the thing: Last of Us is gonna hit a point where they surpass the show. Just make let's make more story and then come back. I don't around. know that they will. Last of Us Brotherhood. I, I think Neil and um, Craig Ray are artsy enough that they're just gonna they'll wait. Yeah. Like, uh, no, yeah. Capitalism speaks loud. This show is breaking records. But dude, we talked about money. this. All, we talked about this already. Like thinking about, it. they're working on part three. We know they're working on part three. Yeah. This show takes a long time to make. Like we right. know but how like, long season one took. Video so, games take way longer than shows to make, though. I yes, but they're they're working on three. We already have a we have 
part two already, which there's no way they cover part two in one season. They just, there's no way. I don't believe it. That's two seasons of, t- of TV. But I, I think it's two seasons at most. But two seasons, we're talking the next five years. Yeah, because there's no way that five like, years. Like, I yeah, don't think man. they come back immediately in 2024 with season two. Not, not a chance. Yeah. There's not a chance. We don't see season two of Last of Us before 2025. Not a fucking chance. So you're talking about, okay, we're talking season three hits 2027 for Last of Us HBO. If we're giving two years for, for them to make a new season. Season three? Or season three, yeah. I, I think season two is 2025. Mm-hmm. Season three is 2026. Like, you think they shoot yeah. them back, yeah. back to back? And I at think that those point, we're six years out from Naughty Dog uh, making part two or releasing part two. Exactly. And, that, and that's my thing is even if it takes three years for us to get two more seasons of The Last of Us and that catches us up to where the, game, the current game's left off, but like I don't I don't see Last of Us three happening until like, but factions twenty twenty nine. You think it's I, gonna take them nine years? It's twenty twenty three. Oh, I guess since Last of Us part. Well, yeah, because I think they're gonna work on a new IP before then. Why not both? Damn, they're a big ass team. Yeah, but the, I mean, their games require a big ass team. Like I think they're only working on one game at a time at this point. Oh, I think it's gonna be a while. <laughs> Since, I mean, there is Insomniac. I mean, they're, they're doing <laughs> factions. Like, like that game is going to come out. They've said that there's story elements there. They'll adapt those story elements. That's a season. I would also, I would also be down, and I guess this is similar to the factions thing, if they just did, like, a, a Last of Us spinoff that is just the TV Last of Us spinoff that doesn't even do faction stuff. It is just <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead, but uh, it's original content. Because you have Neil, wor- uh, Neil working on the show. I, I, and look, I'll admit when I'm wrong. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong about saying that we are not going to get purely new content. Like he'll really, he, we're getting so much new content in the the stories already told. I think Neil wants to do games first, and we'll the, see. I think the, the it'll be adaptations. Neil, Neil strikes me as a guy that's like I'm ready. To, I'm ready to broaden my horizons. I'm ready to get into into Hollywood. I think Neil's going to direct a movie in the next five years. Last of Us Part Two, the movie. No. Do, we, do we want to make this a pizza bet? I, th- I yeah. think we will get original Last Swiss HBO content. I mean, my thing is, I, I mean, yeah, sure. We won't know for like five years. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pizza in five years. Someone yeah. who's watching right now, put on your calendar uh, January 24th, 2026 to check in on this pizza bet. Yeah. And like, I, just to be clear, I, I, what I, what I want to clarify on this is I'm saying where the majority of the content is new content. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Because like, cool. if it's like 10 episodes and like six of them are based on things from the game and four of them are like their own thing, oh. that doesn't count. For sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. No, we're, okay. we're, on, we're on the same great, page. Because my, my thing is that is just that last was, print, last was HBO currently is printing money. And I think over at HBO headquarters on the top floor, Craig Mazin is looking at Neil Druckmann and Neil Druckmann is looking at HBO boss, uh, Bossman. And they're like, how do we print the most money as possible? And I think the, I think the conversation is going to end with Neil. Just ma- make original Last of Us TV content, like subsequently with the the, the with your game stuff. Just make just make separate stuff. Yeah, we'll see. They're gonna have to crank, they're gonna keep cranking that stuff out. It's there's a lot. Of cr- there's already a lot. But it's the, the decade man. of Last of Us, everybody. Welcome. Yeah, welcome everybody. Welcome to the Last of Us. Um, actually, uh, real quick, Barrett, can you bring up that image that you you had earlier about the Last of Us? 
Um, IGN here has a report that The Last of Us HBO series has ignited a surge in game sales in the UK, with The Last of Us Part 1 rising 238% and The Last of Us Remastered spiking 322%. Ah. Um, big numbers. You know, th this is one of those things that is like, all right, cool. We need some scale and frame of reference on this. Yeah. We're talking about just the UK. We're talking about percentage raises of <laughs> game sales. Like, what does that actually mean? But we know what it means. We can translate it. The game's selling really fucking well. The game's well. selling well. Um, and am I replaying it? I am, because I'm a weak Hell fucking yeah. person. I, uh, right in the middle of the James speed run yesterday, I went home to, to write a little bit. And the first thing I did when I got home to him was download, re-download part one, because I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it more and more every day. Maybe man. I'll get into the speedrunning community, too. Speedrun it up. James really inspired me yesterday, man. Yeah, you got the stuff, Barrett. You got it in your heart. You got that fire, dude. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, go check out that stream yesterday, y'all, if you haven't. Yeah. It's so fun. Yesterday, uh, my friend James Burt came through um, who claimed that he could casually uh, get a speedrun world record in uh, The Last of Us. And we're like, the goal was getting him in top 10. He got top three. He got top three fastest lives. Good for him, man. Us. So go check it out on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. I was so shocked when I came in. Uh, like I left the, the studio to, do, to go work on something at home, came back in, and you guys were two hours into the stream. And I look, and you guys are in, like, in winter in Last of Us, which is like deep into the second half of the game. And I was like, God damn, they're actually doing it. He actually did it, man. It was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Uh, and we are able to do cool things like that thanks to your support over there, whether it's watching us on YouTube, on Twitch, any of the things, or supporting us on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. And if you do that, you can get this show ad-free. But for everyone else... Here's a word from our sponsor. Yo, what's up? I'm Blessing, the host of Kind of Feudy, the show where I ask members of Kind of Funny to answer questions like, name a game where you can fight giant enemies. Name a type of animal you can play as in Diddy Kong Racing. Name a PlayStation character who you'd want on your pickup basketball team. <laughs> Name a game genre that Greg Miller refuses to play. Good Games is not on there, but it was written in quite a bit. And see how many audience members voted for that answer. And it usually makes them kind of mad. Red Faction is our 30-point oh, answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. That is our fourth most popular answer. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I'm still waiting for Blessed to be like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you guys are so bad at this game. Catch up on the latest episodes right now, exclusively on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Back with story number four, everybody. Dead Space Isaac Clark takes a nice vacation to Fortnite. This comes from Cass Marshall at Polygon. Fortnite's packed full of pop culture icons thanks to its Gaming Legends series, which has introduced characters like Chris Redfield, the Doom Slayer, and Geralt of Rivia. Now the protagonist of Dead Space, Isaac Clark, is joining the fray as well. Epic Games announced the collaboration with the post on Monday, and players can now purchase the engineer and some of his handy necromorph slicing tools. Players can purchase the strange transmission. Strange tran my ears fucking me up. You, you, you nailed it too. Everything's messed up here. Strange transmissions quest pack in the in-game store for eleven ninety nine. This includes the Isaac Clark outfit, an equipable rig with a handy health bar and a plasma cutter pickaxe. The pickaxe has a handy bench upgrade emote to equip or unequip it, just like the upgrade systems Isaac can find on the USG Ishimura. The pack also gives players strange transmissions quests that can reward up to fifteen hundred V bucks. Fucking Fortnite, dude. Fortnite. Out I, here down to collaborate with anybody. And I just, I love how deep their collabs can go. Where it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, this sounds like if there was going to be a Dead Space collab, do it this way. Get all the little tiny things right. Yeah, right? Like, oh, yeah. Get not, not just, it's not just the outfit, right? It's the equipable, equipable rig with the handy health bar. It is the plasma cutter pickaxe. 
Like I, I love I love that they that they go hard with it. And I feel like at this point I can name if you ask me to name any popular IP, I am more likely to name something that's in Fortnite than not in Fortnite. Yeah. Like at this point, I'm like, what is what is left to put to put in there? Like they're just they, they've Nintendo, they've done it. right? Oh yeah. I think Nintendo's like the biggest obvious one that we also understand why it hasn't happened, but we got to imagine it will. Right. Well, okay, yeah, I guess it, it because because of cross platform, right? Is that, is that the thing? Because they have they have Mario characters in Rocket League, or like, at least like Rocket or uh, Mario Cars. cosmetics, yeah, yeah, in Rocket League. And that was before Rocket League was has epic. Mario and pals mm-hmm. officially been in a game on another on a Sony or Xbox platform. Mm, I don't think because like the so. NBA Street. Featuring Mario and stuff. That was a GameCube, GameCube exclusive. Yeah. Soul Calibur, Link's GameCube And I, I assume, KindOfFunny.com, if you're wrong, if you use the Mario cosmetics in Rocket League, can you see that on other platforms? Let me know. They said no. You cannot see the Nintendo stuff on other platforms. Yeah, Show so I'll think, think that's the only reason why we haven't seen Mario stuff in Fortnite. Other, Because uh, otherwise, it would be a slam dunk on all ends. Yeah. So I, I wonder. I mean, it seems unlikely. People in the chat are bringing it up uh, because Fortnite has guns, which I don't... Think I don't think it's really it. going to be the the thing. I, mean, I think they got, they got Ubisoft convinced them to have Mario. Yeah, Mario Mario's wielded a gun before yeah. in both um, Mario and Rabbids and in Smash. There's so many guns in Smash that yeah, Mario yeah. So I don't think they'd be against that necessarily. The one weird thing is because like the the character models have to fit a certain like I, I think like height and and ratio kind of thing to make all characters uh, kind of hitbox the same. They have the tall, weird Mario from Mario Maker. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Put tall, Great minds, Mario. Barrett. Great minds. Exactly. Um, I think that the, the highest likelihood of getting Nintendo characters in Fortnite will be in the next couple months with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Ooh. World. That would be great. It's Mario Mania, baby. That it's, would be the biggest slam. It's the year of The Last of Us. It's the year of the Mario. It's the, the year of the cool dudes or whatever. Yep. Dog <laughs> but, but then the monkey's paw, <laughs> the, the Mario that you play as in Fortnite, voiced by Chris Pratt. Oh no! I mean, do those characters don't even have voices, do they? Right? Know. It's been a while since I played Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was gonna say, do they be talking in Fortnite? It's been a while since I played. They'll do it for the first time with Mario. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that it's there's a chance. I would say that it's probably 60, 40, 60 being 64. no. Uh, hey, uh, hey, you know it's sixty four percent. Yes, you just changed my mind. <laughs> there you go. I would go sixty four percent no. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I think Nintendo was so precious about their IP being on their platforms because that, their IP is all they have. Yeah. Right? Like, that is... That is and that's no offense to Nintendo. They don't got anything That else. sounds harsh. But their IP is what they have. That is why, you, uh, like, all of us are buying Switches is because that's where you, that's only where you can play Mario, Zelda, et cetera, et cetera. I think Nintendo is very, very um, nervous about the idea of opening that up. And on, honestly, understandably so. If I was Nintendo, I wouldn't do it either. And so... We'll see. We'll we see. will one day. see. Oh, great. Here we go. Story number five. Do we even need a topic? I mean, there's a reason why I put that at number five. All right. Last Microsoft story. has subpoenaed PlayStation for its defense against FTC lawsuit. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Microsoft has served Sony Entertainment... Sony Interactive Entertainment with a subpoena as it looks to build its defense against a Federal Trade Commission lawsuit. According to a court filing, the Xbox maker wants Sony to divulge information it believes is relevant to its case, which may include confidential details that Sony would be reluctant to share with its rival if possible. <laughs> no shit. 
<laughs> Quote, negotiations between SIE and Microsoft as to the scope of SIE's production and a discovery schedule are ongoing, the filing reads, referencing unspecified documents it has requested. Following a week-long extension, Sony has until January 27 to move to limit, quash, or otherwise respond to the subpoena. Quash? Quash. I had to look that Q-U-A-S-H? up. Q-U-A-S-H? I was like, certainly that is, they misspelled squash, right? They meant to say squash the subpoena. And I looked it up, I was like, no, quash is... Is it a legal term? I don't know. I, I mean, it means exactly the way they the way they use it, right? Quash to reject or void, especially by legal procedures. So, yes, yeah. it is a legal term. Get quashed, everybody. Get quashed. Um. So yeah, this is uh something. This is just an it's update. An, it's an update. Update. Um. But the the interesting thing here is a discovery schedule from PlayStation that they want from SIE. So they essentially just want, hey, give me a a, a rundown of all the productions that you have in play. It's like, yeah. Can you imagine how shitty it's going to be if that leaks? Can you imagine the discourse plus? Do you remember when the GTA 6 stuff leaked? Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes, I do. Can you imagine we just get like a list it. of just PlayStation titles with like studios next to them? And that's it. And then us are looking at this shit, trying to make sense of it, trying to make news out of it. I am filled with both a sense of dread, but also a sense of just pure excitement from the Because that's the type of nerdy shit that I, I enjoy. Yeah. Give me all the fucking franchises and games that all your studios are working on one by one. Let me see Ghost of Tsushima 2 written down in a Sony document. I know you're working on it. I just want to... I, I want you to know that I know that you're working on it is the thing. Man, I know... Like, let, me, let me know, like, what... um what, What's the name of the studio? I can't think of it. Give me... Let me just give me all your all your games. Oh, Ben. Ben Studio. That's what I was thinking of. Let me know what Ben Studio is working on. Yeah. Are you working on that that game with the character Gabe Logan? <laughs> Are you working on the Gabe Logan game that Andy Cortez does want to play? Let me know. Let me know, Let everybody. Me know. What's Haven Studio this, working on? Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, video games need to be more transparent in the release schedule. It's like, oh, man, it's it. be careful what you wish for, man. This If this ends up happening, it's, I'm going to dread. What, is the, what is the part that you're most fearful it's, about with this? I mean... It, just the what I'm fearful reaction? about is getting a list of titles that may or may not actually come to fruition next to studios that may or may not end up making those games, and we all come up with our assumptions and like dreams and expectations. You know, people see, get I would have assumed that this would have been a Tim Getty stream. Well, I mean, the thing is, it is on one side of it, mm-hmm. right? But there's the other side that's the reality of having to deal with other people having opinions. Yeah, <laughs> that's the night. Okay, that's you fair. know what I mean. I know that we can have conversations about this and understandings about it. It's like how quickly things get out of out of control and then it's just like great here we are like yeah because there's going to be so many people if that happens right where it's if that exact list doesn't happen of games doesn't release everybody's going to be like l sony l sony exactly falling off shit like that and then what really sucks there is like think about how much like how hard your eyes roll when you have to talk about metroid prime 4 stop oh they just mm. they showed a, are they really working on the game they just showed a logo in space and blah 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 it's been five years and blah, blah, blah. it's like imagine that for like 20 games i mean i feel what we're describing is the nvidia leak which yes but even bigger but, e- but even bigger because it's playstation and how fanboys are but mm-hmm. um i see i don't i feel like i don't have to deal with it as much because i just don't like at this point i've given up mm-hmm. right the internet is going to be the internet, and they're mm-hmm. going to do what the internet do, mm-hmm. and I'm just not going to read the replies whenever at PlayStation tweets something, right, or whenever I see like any sort of video game. I'm not going to look at Twitter replies. I'm only I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit with my own thoughts, talk to the Tim Gettys of the world, mm-hmm. talk to the Greg Millers of the world, talk to the people that I know, that I know are sensible, and kick back, theorize, and talk about whether or not we're ever going to get a Bloodborne remake. Th- those are the kind of conversations that I love, right? And so I'll be I'll be all down to get a li- to get a list of all the PlayStation titles, even knowing that. 
maybe a fourth of them don't come out and, uh, and get made. Because, yeah. like, I've had a lot of fun with the NVIDIA leak. Like, of course, it sucks when people's work gets leaked in that way and all that stuff. But as people who are reporting on it and talking about it and theorizing, like, yeah, like, when we go through it, it's like, shit, okay, Street Fighter Six is announced. Oh, man, Returnal's coming to PC. Oh, man, like, every single thing from here is getting confirmed. Kingdom Hearts 4 is real. Oh man, what does that mean for Half Life Out? Like, I, I I love this conversation so much, and so, yeah. and not that I'm asking for this stuff to get leaked, because, you know, keep it to yourself if you can keep it to yourself, PlayStation. But you know, if it, if, Wob- if it gets Wobbly, my hands, Wobbly Sausage <laughs> says, "Would Tim feel this way if it weren't Sony potentially having to give this list? I doubt he would have these same concerns." Already, see, already, already. This is what he's talking about, <laughs> and yet proved him We're right. So fucking tired. <laughs> you proved him right. <laughs> Tim, do you want to see an alternate to, to to lighten the mood? Tim, do you want to see an alternate of what they could uh, use for a model for Mario in Fortnite? Yes, yes, please. Yeah, oh, dude, it's like Bayonetta Mario. Disgusting. I love it. That's gross. I don't like seeing Mario with long legs. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. Oh man. Um. You know, bless. Getting a list of PlayStation titles is probably so far away. If I would have known it's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. We're spoken on PS5 and PC. Remember, you can check out our review on PS I Love You right now. Um, Kingdom Rush on Kingdom Rush. Interesting. On Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One. What is King, I, that's, Kingdom Rush is one of my favorite mobile games of all time. But because I thought it I sounded imagine really it working on Xbox. That, that doesn't sound fun. Hmm. It's definitely like a touchscreen experience. Interesting. Um, let's see. Risen on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. World War Z on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. Roller Drama let's on go. mobile PC and Switch. Roller uh, drama seems cool. I think Anna cool. talked about it when she was on uh, KHD with Paris, but it's basically a visual novel where, um, about um, a rollerblader, a roller skater. Same. One of those roller people. One of them roller people. Uh, Neptunia, Sisters vs. Sisters on PC, PS4, and PS5. Maho Kenshi on PC. Warlander on PC. And Atlas has added five more soundtracks from his Persona series to various music streaming services. Uh, Persona 3 Portable, Dancing Moon Night, Persona 5 Dancing Star Night, Persona Dancing P3D and P5D Soundtracks Advanced Edition, and the Persona Super Live P-Sound Bomb 2017. That one's Barrett's favorite. Um, The P-Sound Bomb. Join him. That's the uh, concert that they probably recorded to release. That's fun. And then NBA All World from the Pokemon Go studio is available today. Now, Excuse me, what? (laughs) I almost put this into story number six. But I talked to Mike about it. He was like, it doesn't look good. I looked on the internet. People were like, oh, it doesn't look good. But Barry, if you're able to find a trailer for NBA All World, we can, I can, we can talk about it with Tim. Because it is exactly what it sounds like. It is Pokemon Go, but made by Niantic. By, or, pardon me. It's Pokemon Go, but it's with NBA players. And so you're going around and you're catching Charles Barkley. But in order to catch him, you got to do, you got to play with him 1v1. Um, I'm going to pull up an article from Brian Shea at Game Informer who says this. When Pokemon Go launched in 2016, it immediately became one of the biggest phenomenons in gaming history. Niantic, the studio behind the still-running Pokemon Go, has officially launched its latest project, NBA All-World. Much like Pokemon Go's uh, core concept, NBA All-World lets you search your real-world location for some of the biggest names in, in the NBA in order to challenge them and recruit them for your team. 
As players explore their surroundings with, the, with this free-to-play mobile title, they encounter various NBA players. In these moments, you can take them on a variety of challenges with the goal of recruiting them to your team. Once these players are recruited to your team, you can level up their skills, deck them out in your favorite apparel and gear, and compete in hopes of becoming the ruler of your local courts. If you've already recruited a given player, you can earn cred through the encounter. Players can acquire gear through in-game shops uh, or search for real-world drops from iconic brands. As your team level rises, you can recruit stronger players. Once your team is set, you can take on other players one -on -one, uh, through one-on-one -on -one tournaments to win in-game items. Uh, and then they go on about like how NBA All-World gives fans a peek behind the curtain of their favorite NBA players who like go to their go to locations that they call home and all this shit. But um as I read through this, I was like, yo, this sounds fascinating. This sounds actually like a really great idea. And I would I would be in I think I would be into something like this. Maybe if it was a FIFA ver version or something. But uh it seems like the internet isn't too hot on it. Yeah. Just from I mean, like the gameplay or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. Like obviously these things live and die on community and people actually uh getting involved with it and we haven't really seen too many success stories like i think pokemon go is probably the only one the harry potter one didn't seem to pop off at least pikmin i bloom. didn't hear about it pikmin bloom uh ghostbusters i forget the name of it spirits unleashed uh, no no unite no, was it, was maybe it, yeah. that sounds right yeah it was a couple of years back shout out to dornbush i think the one person that i know that uh did the pikmin one. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. really yeah. into that one lakers had are you in the chat? Yeah, you Pikmin Bloom? <laughs> you out there in these streets getting these Pikmin? Uh, Bless, would you believe me? And I know you would because of, you know how broken I've been the last couple of months. Would you believe me if I told you that every single day for the last 30 days I've played Pokemon Go? Oh, God. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think you were going to say every single day every for the last 30 day, days. I, gotta keep I thought you were going to say up. that you thought about booting it up. Got to keep my streaks up. I mean, are you uh, are you getting outside? Are you walking around? I'm getting out. I'm walking around. Honestly, I, that's a good thing. I've had G uh, take me places. Oh, get no. Dratinis. Uh, you know what I mean? Purely forgetting Dratinis. Purely forgetting Dratinis. Ah, okay. You know? Well, now we've yeah. gone too far. Mm -hmm. That's me, everybody. Good for you. That's me. Um, that Marvel one is coming up soon. The one from the Disney Marvel game showcase that I hosted. The um, Oh, that's right. Well, I totally forgot Marvel, about that. Marvel, Pokemon Go. Certainly that'll bring it up. Yeah. Uh, Portland Kevin says, is Tim off the Marvel Snap train? No. I am just in a very bad place in my life. World of Heroes. That looked pretty interesting to me. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I want to catch Iron Man. Um, we have a great man. deal of the day. Deal of the day. I don't know who put this in here. I hope it was you. It was me. Good. Uh, this comes from Mario64. Uh, Ghirardelli milk chocolate squares with caramel candy filling. A pack of six is $18 on Amazon. Hey. So yeah. there you go. There you go. If you like some Ghirardelli milk chocolate squares <laughs> with caramel filling. For many years, my brother Cool Greg worked at Ghirardelli Square serving ice cream really and they referred to him and i'm not making this up as the ice cream king i love that people would come far and wide to see the ice cream king was he that good at it he was damn good really he was damn oh good. i love that for him <laughs> a little reader mail for you bless remember you can go to kindofunny.com slash kfgd to write your questions in uh king thad says if you had to bet your next month's rent on picking the next large gaming acquisition what developer or publisher would you say is getting gobbled up in 2023 2023 i think ubisoft eventually i don't know I mean, if i yeah, feel I'm it with in 2023 you. i think i mean i've been saying sega for years and i'm surprised that playstation doesn't have sega by now um, I, I would say confidently next month's rent square enix is the the one most likely to get acquired this year. I mean, dude, with how much they slimmed down over the last like that's actually the a good call. Year. 
slimming down, getting rid of a lot of the um, even like teams, just like where the IP or even like when you look at the Embracer group, getting Crystal away from them, like getting out from the, the Western side. So they are more just like traditional Square Enix, what we expect from like the JRPG side. Um, I... I think that that's inevitable. And again, I think that's another Sony one. I think what's interesting is, will it be in 2023? And I think the answer is no, because of all this Microsoft, Sony back and forth yeah. going on. I think it might put a weird stall on further acquisition. Oh, for sure. Ironically. Yeah, I, and uh, like, I don't, I don't think Square gets acquired by Sony. I think it's, I think it's a weird entity one. Really? Yeah. Like you think it's... Um... Like um, Tencent or something. Yeah, someone weird. I, I would be really, really shocked by that just politically because of how close they've been with Sony when it comes to yeah. exclusives like the last couple of years. Like it's, it's pretty wild when you look at the games industry as a whole. Square and their relationship with Sony is almost entirely unique. Like, I think it used to be a lot more common back in the day that a third party would make exclusive games for yeah, like Rare guys. and Nintendo. But that isn't the case anymore like ubisoft doesn't make exclusives for xbox or playstation sure switch is a weird kind of thing but switch is weird right they make mario plus rabbits on switch and that's exclusive they made starlink or whatever exclusive but um but i think that eventually got ported anyways square is the only major third party out there that's like doing uh like consistent. exclusives consistent on playstation although you know who the other one is sega <laughs> with atlas yeah. Not anymore. Not, but, but like, anymore. That's, but yeah, even that's then, that, like the ports later, like we'll see when Persona Six gets announced. Is it everywhere? Right. Yeah. You know. But I what, like what do you think, Barrett? Honestly, I, I I really don't know anymore. I I feel like the the story that they had with kind of Yakuza, right, of getting Yakuza on Game Pass, like I, I think really changed their mindset on JRPGs being on um, the Xbox platform and other platforms, right? Um, you know, they've weirdly ported spinoffs and stuff to, to other platforms. Like, there's the exclusive Persona Q games on the 3DS. I don't know. They're they're a weird company, uh, specifically when it comes to Atlas and, like, what they want to yeah. port where and stuff like that. I feel that. like for I, Atlas, it's just Persona, right? Because, like, Soul Hawkers 2 came to, to Xbox and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But just Persona. I mean, but, like, right. And that's... Then, but then also, like, SMT5 was a Switch exclusive, yeah. right? And, and they're just, they're weird. So I could, I could... I feel like it's 50-50 if Persona 6 is a, a like a PlayStation platform exclusive uh, or it launches everywhere. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I, I think that the most interesting thing about Square or Sega, but specifically Square, getting bought by PlayStation, which I think is the most obvious answer of yeah. any of these big things, is the Nintendo side of things, where they do make a lot of exclusive original games, remakes, like... Switch is a big part of Square's market share when it comes to their library, their IP, and where their money comes from. So I feel like it would have to be a pretty damn good deal for Square to sell to PlayStation to lose that other side. Yeah. I think if Square if Square is in the process of possibly getting acquired by some bigger, like, um, just, just an entity, Weird right? entity. Like, if we're talking about, like, Tencent or, embraced, like, whatever. If know? they get embraced, even though that already <laughs> kind of happened. Um, I think Square would probably talk to PlayStation first and be like, hey, we're about to get acquired. Do you have a, an offer for us before we go to, to another place? And I'll think that PlayStation is like, yes, we have an offer. Because they've been courting Square for what feels like, I mean, what well, feels like decades, right? Literally, but now, since the beginning. Yeah, since the beginning. But even now, it feels, it, it feels more and more integral. As you said, all, the, all the, the other scenarios that we've seen that kind of 
relationship has either disappeared or those acquisitions have gone through right playstation has bought insomniac like those things have happened between final fantasy 7 final fantasy 16 coming up 7 rebirth coming up forespoken it feels like playstation it feels like playstation does view square as some sort of important branch to 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 the playstation ecosystem and i don't know if it's i don't know right now if it is a make or break in terms of how square what square's consistency is like if forespoken fails for them if the next final fantasy doesn't do well for them which i think is unlikely but if it doesn't right does that then make playstation go actually okay never mind or you know what is going to be the turning point where playstation is like all right money on the table let's actually buy square enix because this is they're now an, an important um arm to what we're doing yeah i mean you bringing up insomniac i think is uh the most important puzzle piece to this where we all said they don't need to buy Insomniac. They get everything they want from Insomniac. And then they ended up buying Insomniac yeah. because of many reasons, but it just makes sense. And I think we're in the exact same place with Square where it's like, why would they need to buy Square? They already got all the exclusives. They already got all the big guns. But at some point, it's like, especially in this, this arms race of having IP for your first-party studios. I don't know, man. But yeah. I do think to go back to answering the question of like, what will be uh, acquired in 2023? I don't expect any of the large, big ones to be this year. I can see small, little indie studios and like things shaking up, but I don't think that the Ubisofts, Segas, or um, no. Squares, which, how wild is it that that's pretty much all we're down to? Yeah. Right? Like, after, like, can, can we even come up with something that's not Ubi, Sega, Square? Capcom. Oh, Capcom. Capcom, yeah. That is the, the big one. The games division of WB. Yeah, I was going to say WB, but yeah. like that's but kind see, of that, that's thing. the thing is you start getting like a little smaller, and then I think then it goes to things like Devolver, right? Mm-hmm. Like the we're just getting so close to that. Oh, EA also. Indie. A good one. Yeah, put us a bigger one. I don't see EA getting acquired. I mean, not this year. Maybe yeah. eventually. But I mean, I, I didn't see, see Activision. We had, I mean, yes, the thing is that we, there's, Nobody saw Activision, and at the very least, there have been rumors of EA in prior years that make uh, that makes me wonder if they're at, at the very least conversations there. But yeah, I think to your point, I don't see anything this year, and that's that's mainly due to the Activision Blizzard stuff. We are in the heat of it. I think that's going to go on over the course of the year, and I think making making that um, size of acquisition during the Activision Blizzard stuff would add to the argument and add to the back and forth in the way that I don't think either company would want. Um, and so I think we'll have to wait until at least 2024, maybe even 2025 before we see another acquisition of that magnitude. But I could see the PlayStation in the way that PlayStation has required, acquired the, um, um, like the returnal developers of the world. What is the next one of those, right? Is there another Bungie out there that PlayStation wants to work with? Is the, um, the, um, is it Firewalk or Fire Fire Sprite? Barrett, which is, Aloy drinks Sprite, Aloy walks up a mountain. (laughs) What was the, uh, Called I them. don't. I don't remember the the word like association you tried. <laughs> the to word come association up with. wasn't great. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was not as good. No, as Aloy likes Sprite. So Firewalk is the other one that's doing stuff with PlayStation. But I forget if they're actually already owned by PlayStation. Gotcha. I'm gonna look, look shit up. Firewalk Studios, right? Monogamy ninety six bringing up Konami. That's an interesting one. Oh, that's that interesting. I think one. is inevitable at some point to someone. Yeah, and PlayStation like, and Firewalk Studios announced publishing partnership. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I wonder if there's one of those out there. Because Haven Studio also got an, uh, got acquired, and they didn't even put out a, out a game, and PlayStation was already like, "Yo, let's let's gobble them up." I wonder if PlayStation's trying to own more of those. Um, I know we're going a little bit long on this right here, but uh, in the chat, Nano brought up the idea of Epic being acquired by Apple, and I don't see that as impossible. 
especially knowing that Apple is planning its VR headset this year and like with what they're trying to push there. And we've always talked about Apple like putting their their toes into the the gaming space, but never like fully committing. And I do think that at the point that they are ready to, it is going to just be like, let's just buy the big one. Let's buy the tech. Let's go. Um, that would be an insane amount of money. But guess who has that money? Yeah, Apple has that money, but Apple. I don't want them to do it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be. I feel like they wouldn't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it'd be if they got the people to know what they're doing, then sure. that's how you know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see how all of this goes. When the fuck are we going to hear about that headset? If anyone has any inside info. Wait, which headset? Let me know. The, the Apple one? Apple one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting Apple, about that Apple, everything that I've heard about it, like they're going, they're doing the, the wildest side of this where they are going to debut it and it's going to be like $3,000. Like it's going to be like oh, the yeah. most high-end stupid thing ever. And then eventually they'll come out with a cheaper one. Kind of like they do with a lot of their products. Like mm. iPad comes out, super expensive iPhone, watch, all that. But then eventually they get the consumer ones out there. Um, really interested to see what that shakes out to be. You put on the headset, you start seeing the future. Exactly. Um, let's see what we got wrong. Remember, you can go to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong and let us know. Um, uh, Gabe in chat, or Gabe in, in you're wrong, says Starlink was released on all platforms at the same time. Uh, the Switch was the only version that had exclusive content. Mm, there you go. I always Star wanted Fox. to play that Star Fox stuff in the Switch version of Starlink. What if I told you you really don't need to? Yeah. And I say that as... Probably one of the top 20 Star Fox fans in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the thing is I was like, I, I think I heard people say like, ah, oh, that's not worth it. But every time, every time I saw it, I was like, yo, this looks kind of cool, though. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. A little R-wing toy. And I can have, toy, I can have a toy. Though. Yeah. Toys are cool, guy. Um, let's see. Greg is giving the most ominous look through the door right now. He's, peeking. he's, he's like, peeking. you, you see like go fight him Greg's for you? a third of his face. What you peeking at, Greg? Peekaboo! Yeah, we're running. We're wrapping up. It's time. Wrapping up now. You have anything to say, Greg? You want to say goodbye for us? Oh, yeah, God. be faster. I want to play this uh, game, Steam World Build. All right. What, what are you about to play? Steam World Build, everybody. I'm going to come play. Mike says it's like SimCity. It's a builder. I'm going to play. It is. I'm excited yeah. for that. From Thunderful. Thunderful. That's a good name. Thunderful. Yeah. All right. Well, go check that out, everybody. Remember, you can go uh, hang out twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games to watch Greg Miller play some video games, uh, or you could watch it later. Um, but bless, it's been fantastic hanging out with you. I'm going to do that more tomorrow. It's blessing Greg, but then Thursday and Friday, me and you back at it like a bad habit. Let's go. Uh, until then, though. I love you all. God, this ear thing. Until you have ear problems, you don't realize how hard it is to just talk. You've been killing it. I wouldn't, Thank it, you. honestly, I if you didn't say anything, that. I would have known. I appreciate that. I feel all mumbly and stuff. Except for the parts where you've been like leaning to the side like this. I've been noticing those, but aside from that, you're, you're yeah. fine. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> love you all. Goodbye.